I'm Sarah Trott, and welcome to the Fourth Trimester Podcast. I'm a new mama, and this podcast is all about postpartum care for the first few months following birth, the time period also known as the Fourth Trimester. My postpartum doula, Esther Gallagher, is my co-host. She's a mother, grandmother, perinatal educator, birth and postpartum care provider. Fourth Trimester Care, our topic, is about the practical, emotional, and social support parents and baby require. And importantly, it helps set the tone for the continuing journey of parenting. Hi, this is Sarah Trott. Welcome back to the Fourth Trimester Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Esther, and our special guest, Gina McCarthy, who I will introduce in just a moment. And before I do, I want to take a moment to remind everyone to visit our website, which is fourthtrimesterpodcast.com, and sign up for our email newsletter. And also sign up to sponsor us through patreon.com. A dollar an episode would be greatly appreciated. Yes, please. <laughs> and then also find us on Facebook and like us on Facebook and join our group. We would really, really love that. And tell uh, everyone you know, as I'm saying these days to everyone, everyone you know and everyone they know will have experienced the postpartum transition because we were all babies once. And everyone you know will experience the fourth trimester transition sometime in their adult life, even if they don't know that's what's happening. (laughs) We are all in this together and we can all learn and we need to in this culture. So we're so honored to have Gina McCarthy with us today. She's an RN, MFT, and EMDR, so we'll ask her to explain those to us. And she's a certified perinatal psychotherapist specializing in the spiritual and psychological care needs of parents and professionals, including trauma, informed care, and healing practices. She developed two local perinatal integrative health programs and a model for healing perinatal trauma effectively and in ways that feel safe and supported. She offers one-on-one sessions and workshops using this model, as well as mentors, professionals to learn and offer it themselves. Her website is birthspiritualityandhealing.com, so check that out. So Gina, do you want to tell us in your own words who you are and what you do? And welcome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, and I'm so grateful that you're doing these offerings and what I think Esther just said, how we're all in this. That's very core to the work I do that all of us are facing really the same psychological and spiritual needs and growth issues. So anyway, I got into it for that reason. Um, I had a very traumatic birth when I was born into this world and I didn't know anything about healing trauma. And then later in my adult life, when I wanted to have a child, I kept having panic attacks and I didn't know why. And at that point, I was a marriage and family therapist and also a nurse, but I didn't know uh, anything about really healing trauma. And so eventually I started learning things and I'd say I actually started learning about 50% of what I know now when I had my child. And then I really kind of learned the other part after. And that's how I was able to develop this model that 
is nourishing and feels good and is effective. And, you know, I realized what was true for me is true for a lot of people that unless you really feel kind of nourished and safe, you kind of don't want to do it, you know? And so I'm really happy for this opportunity to share how you can really heal and have a pretty good experience doing it. Well, that's so wonderful. And Gina, we're going to call this our birth trauma healing episode. That is going to be the topic and the theme for this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, um, Gina, I I feel like, you know, the time is so right. I know that we've all, some of us have been doing this work for quite some time, um, various aspects of this work um, to do with the fourth trimester. And I know that um, the subject of birth trauma has really come to the fore. And one of the things I just want to make note of before I <laughs> hand it back to you to kind of move forward is that, you know, birth trauma is one of those things that is often multi-generational. So our mothers had a traumatic birth. Uh, we were born traumatically <laughs> Uh, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, going back and back and back. And especially Mm. in the history of, you know, sort of post-Inquisition Europe, European, Western Mm -hmm. medicine, it's Mm -hmm. a common, common theme. I mean, you know, it's true, perhaps, I'm not sure, uh, that possibly prior to so much of what we call traumatic birth these days, women may have died uh, and babies too as a result of dysfunctional labor and genetic uh, impacts on and nutritional impacts on uh, pregnancy, birth and labor. But, but that, that therefore that traumatic birth would would have ended with that generation, right? Mm. Now we survive these traumas and mm. we pass them on to our children and our children's children and our neighbor's children vis-a-vis stories, etc. And so while this may or may not be part of your topic, I think that the zeitgeist around birth in the West has been, it's traumatic, as though that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. for so long right and you know all our efforts are making headway and we still have much to heal and so I'm just super thrilled to have you on the program to talk about you know your approach yeah so thank I, you very much well Esther I so appreciate your historical analysis that gives context to this. It really enriches the whole conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing, even though I'm going to talk about how you can heal uh, birth trauma effectively and feeling supported and nourished, I do want to say that my work is really about working with um, professionals and uh, parents And everyone, because everyone in the perinatal community is a human being. 
And so whether you're a doctor, a midwife, a nurse, a mother, a baby, or a father, doula, uh, whoever you are, you're coming in with your own healed uh, issues and your own strengths and resources and your own unhealed issues and challenges. And all of that is in the birth room and all of that is in the pregnancy appointments and all of that is in the postpartum care. So um, I just love that you kind of gave that historical context. And it's really true that nowadays uh, it's, we're, we're kind of rising that divine feminine, that sacred feminine and the awareness that things can be uh, enjoyable and safe and loving and embodied is really, we're communicating with each other about that. So I'll talk a little bit about healing birth trauma related to that. So the thing is that, you know, of course, there's all, there's a million different reasons why trauma might happen, but trauma has a very particular, perinatal trauma has a very particular way of uh, effectively being healed. And so let's say, uh, well, so let's say I'm a woman who, uh, you know, did everything supposedly we, we, you know, we say, right, which of course is a myth, but, you know, did all these good things and then, you know, had a very traumatic birth. And you have the whole gamut of where this comes from. Like, uh, Esther said, you know, you can also have someone who, uh, was like that and it wasn't related to the some of the challenges in our hospital and medical care systems but more related to a belief her mother or her grandmother had imprinted and it was in her and she was unaware of it and that can happen too and so the thing is you know just to say one tiny word about preparation that's why it's so wonderful if mamas get the opportunity to be honored for what they're going through and get an opportunity to look at what their spiritual and psychological issues are coming up for them about the birth and just be honored and supported about that and given ways to to work skillfully with it. But here we are, we, we're going to talk about the postpartum. So here I am, I'm a woman and I had a traumatic birth. Well, like I'll give my example about part of this. Like before I had my son, I would get pregnant and I would have panic attacks. And the reason I was having panic attacks is because when I was born, I had had a very traumatic birth, but I didn't know any of that. Well, how do panic attacks work and how do trauma triggers work? You know, basically, you feel terrible when you're triggered. You either freeze or you you know, panic or you disassociate or you get really irritable and aggressive, but you don't know why because it's all in your implicit memory. So we have two kinds of memories and the awareness of this is, you know, happily growing nowadays. We have an explicit memory, which is, you know, around two o'clock, we called each other and we got on the phone today. And then the implicit memory is all the experiences we had from conception all the way more or less to when we're three years old. And so not only like if we had a great birth experience, do we have that in our implicit memory, which is like our subconscious, let's say, or our unconscious, but also 
we have any trauma in our implicit memory. So if we've had sexual abuse, it's in our implicit memory, unless we have healed it, had the opportunity to heal it. And then if we had perinatal trauma, it's in our implicit memory. So now let's flash forwards. I did not really have a traumatic birth with my son, but I did have some PTSD after giving birth. But let's take a woman, another example, a woman who had a traumatic birth experience, and now she's postpartum. Well, now her implicit memory has the memory of the trauma. So she sees another woman who just had a baby, or she hears a story or whatever, and her unconscious gets triggered. And what triggered means is you're flooded with the experience that it's happening to you um, now, even though it's not happening to you now. And so when I used to be triggered with my panic attacks and couldn't explain it, and for a lot of women, when they're triggered and they can't explain it, many of us feel shame because it's like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. Why am I feeling this? But I am feeling this. So one of the things we want to educate women about is if they're having these kind of intermittent, very painful feelings, these triggers, they're not crazy and they can't explain it until they have an opportunity to heal it. And to heal it, what needs to take place is a very, very simple relaxing practices that can reach the implicit memory. So happily, you know, meditation, guided imagery, um, many, there's many, many practices now that easily and nourishingly reach that memory. So in my workshops, basically, I let women know what I'm kind of aiming to communicate now, which is on the one hand, I show them a chart and show them how you know, the triggers, the painful, and for many of them, embarrassing trigger symptoms that they've been having are really suffering. They're out of their control. It's not like you can will them to stop. And then I teach them a practice that's very simple and swift to resource themselves so their nervous system actually can calm down and feel safe again. And I'm just going to say where you can get information about that practice, because I don't think we have the time to do it, but it's very, very effective. And of course, anything you do to calm down your nervous system will be effective. But um, there's a $8 uh, tape on soundstrue.com called Tapping In Your Resources. And it explains in a very simple way how to do the practice. And it's very simple to learn. And once you do it, you get so much relief from those painful triggering symptoms. Okay, so then we kind of go over that in a simple way. And then also, I show them the explicit implicit memory chart. So they really get, oh, if I felt safe and calm, I could actually get in touch with this memory and I could bring some healing to it. So then we do a very simple guided imagery practice. And really the spine of this practice I got from one of my mentors. And it's also available online because, you know, some women, they really need to get professional help or they need to get some form of help. And then some women really could do this visualization by themselves. So I'm going to mention it. And it's uh, called uh, Healing from a Traumatic Birth by Dr. Gail Peterson. And you can get it for free on her website at askdrgale.com. So I do a version of that uh, 
guided imagery. And what happens is the woman in these workshops, you know, or my interns do this in one-to-one sessions, the woman gets to calm down. She gets to deep breathe. I should say, I should add, she's already taken about five minutes to write in her journal to stimulate the memory of what she wants to work on. This doesn't heal the whole birth story, but it heals the part that's been really bothering her. And then what she's able to do in that relaxed, slower brainwave state is bring support to that memory, bring forgiveness, bring compassion, bring whatever that younger her needed, including sometimes that younger her needs to know that she survived. Sometimes she's still back there thinking she's going to die. So she needs to know that too. And so it's more complicated than what I'm saying, but I'm giving you the gist of it. So then she comes back. And now when you do something in a relaxed state where your brain waves actually slow down, it imprints as a memory in our brains. So she actually now has the somatic body experience that has shifted her suffering. And this isn't something you can do in a linear conversation. It just isn't going to happen. But when you slow down and actually reach that part that's stuck in your neurobiology and you connect it pretty much simply by compassion or support, it shifts. So a lot of women They have a lot of guilt feelings, but not all women are stuck with guilt feelings. Guilt feelings, I think, is the majority of how I see the pain after a trauma manifesting for women. And then they don't have to relive the moment. They're going back in this guided visualization. So they're feeling very safe in their body, very relaxed, and they have connection to that kind of objective, fair witness part of our brains. So now they're looking at their younger selves and they're seeing all the pressure she was in, everything that was happening to her, and they have a genuine feeling of compassion. They don't have to force it. It's logical. And so then they bring that to her. And then what happens for people when they heal it is they see, oh, um, I really did a great job. I was under so much pressure. And there's there for the first time to able to start to own some of the amazing strengths and courage and full heartedness they had shown up with. So I just mm-hmm. want to add one more thing and then I'll take a breath <laughs> for the dialogue. But but the only other thing I want to add is so what about the other woman? What's sticking them? So like you said, Esther, it it can be so many things. For some of them, it is a belief they heard that, that again, it went in when they were little girls, so it's in their implicit memory, so they might not be that aware that it's a belief. They might actually think it's a fact, you know, like all birth hurts or, you know, people, whatever, something scary. And then for some of them, It's also related to other beliefs like, wow, I was always strong, but I didn't feel strong in this. Or, wow, I never felt strong and I wasn't strong enough in this. Or, I never stand up for myself. And again, these are like unfair judgments out of context, but that is actually where different people's trauma is attached to. And then when you slow down and do these healing practices, it gets unattached And then not only does their self-esteem that they deserve to have come back, but their relationship with their babies open up because, yeah. Yeah. 
that, yeah, there's a lot more spaciousness in the mind and the body for um, being present, right? Being in the present moment where your baby usually is (laughs) if you're in the fourth trimester. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's another really good point, which is the babies are in a much slower brainwave place than we are. Mm -hmm. And so when we've experienced healing, then we do. We feel safer to slow down and connect with them and listen to them because Mm -hmm. they're totally aware and have their own experience they want to share with us. It might be obvious for some women that they've had trauma. Yeah. Is it always obvious? Mm -mm. Such a great question. I don't think so. As always. (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful question. Like I think for a lot of women, um, they might not know that. And kind of one of the ways you could like realize that is, um, you know, I, I guess I'll go back and give my own example. Like I didn't realize it after I gave birth to my son. Uh, what happened was, again, because at that time I didn't know everything I know now, I had healed enough to get pregnant and give birth, to feel safe, to you know, open to that happening. But I had not healed enough to feel safe after I gave birth. Mm-hmm. And so I went into PTSD, but I didn't know it. And so I was very tense. I was very controlling. For two weeks, I was very paranoid. And, but, you know, it wasn't anything kind of like, it it wasn't like, oh, this is a mood disorder, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, so like, I would say if you find you don't really feel like you can relax, if you feel hypervigilant, if you're not having a good time, you know, if there's not moments, I mean, I did have moments of sweetness, but if, you know, a lot of the time, or if you have some kind of, you know, paranoid ideation, idea, thoughts, get, get some help, check in. There's a lot more awareness now of PTSD, but I do want to say a caveat to that. I've had clients who have gone to wonderful psychotherapists who are, who, who are known as perinatal psychotherapists, but they haven't necessarily had uh, trauma uh, training. So what happens is they're very well-intentioned and they're using the skill set they have that works well for different kinds of situations, but they, it doesn't help with the trauma. And often, not always, because there's This is borderline. I don't want to get simplistic. But at any rate, so then a woman will go and she'll think, well, I went to therapy and I still didn't get better. I'm hopeless. I'm messed up. So it's really important when a woman has trauma to send her to someone who knows how to work with trauma. Yeah, I think it's a challenge. There are so many elements to birth and postpartum that are uh, intrinsically uh, interwoven. And so anyone symptom that a mom or a care provider might be focusing on with that person could be used as a diagnostic tool (laughs) for so many possibilities. And so I think it's 
so important to look at the whole mom, you know, her, her, yeah, all as many aspects of what's going on as can be held on her behalf. We're not asking her to hold it all, but we're, you know, we're looking into, is she eating? Is she sleeping? How's breastfeeding going? Does she still hold a lot of pain in her body? You know, how, in other words, how's the healing process going actually, right? Yeah. Because, because if she's actually wounded and if that wound isn't actually healing, you know, a physical wound, then that's, that's a thing, you know, that needs to be addressed as well in situ in along with the rest of the mom. And so, yeah, I, I do. I think it's very interesting. So often the, the issue be is sleep, right? And so it's like, oh, she can't sleep. Well, let's get somebody in there to take care of the baby. <laughs> and then she's still not sleeping because that's not the issue. Right. You know, it's yeah. she hasn't eaten for eight hours and she lies down to bed every night and her heart's pounding because she's so hungry. That's that's not diagnostic. That's an example. Yeah. But I think that in this fourth trimester, when we're talking about new moms and their needs, you know, trauma can be informed by many things. And that's why what I've liked about what you're pointing to, Gina, is that healing can take place when you are feeling supported, nourished, relaxed. Yeah. That that we Safe. see to those things. We see to safety and safety is a multidimensional um, place. You know, Esther, uh, what you're saying, I like also because I think it's the same thing for identifying what Sarah brought up. Like, how do you help a woman know? Because another thing that goes on, and I certainly had it when I was having all these feelings and thoughts is shame. Like, you're like, oh, you know, this is cool. You know, that I'm thinking this, you know, you're not like dying. You're, you you kind of like, don't want to know it yourself and you don't really want to tell other people. So you really need someone who feels confident, you know, and that's why I think the training of professionals is important too, to be kind, very kind and compassionate and non-judgmental and kind of help bridge, you know, safety into, you know, sometimes we have some pretty painful thoughts at this time, you know, and then it's wonderful if someone can say, and sometimes those thoughts are really just triggers from something painful we went through. They're not really, you know, they're just the way our pain is manifesting. They're not really, you know, who we are or anything like that. And mm -hmm. to open the conversation. Do you have a few signs, things someone could look for that might say, mm, there might you might be worth uh, picking up the phone and calling someone to talk to. Well, you know, there's classic symptoms, triggers of trauma. First of all, if you're being very hard on yourself, you know, it's worth checking out. Like if, you're, if your inner critic is really taking the front seat or if you're having a lot of guilt or if you're much harder on others than you used to be. And it is hard to notice. Or if you're feeling really tense or hypervigilant, or if you're feeling really overwhelmed, because people have different ways of experiencing it, you know, where just everything feels so overwhelming. And 
you know, you feel in the scarcity and you, you feel powerless. Those kinds of things, that's suffering that can be healed. And it and it's very likely it's related to trauma. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of unease, you know, anxiety, never really feeling safe to relax or never really feeling, you know, like there's the common new mother thing, like I don't know what to do, but like having that in kind of a painful, often way, frequent way. So I would say it's a lot about compassion for yourself. Don't, first of all, healing can happen. And if you really feel like it's just, you know, it's just kind of hard. Everything is kind of hard. It doesn't have to be that hard. And, you know, with support, it can open up and feel a lot, lot softer. I love that you're highlighting that there's hope for someone who might be feeling some of these things. Beyond hope. And I thought maybe because I know our time is coming close, I'd end with a happy story about that. We would, yeah, that would be lovely. We would love that. Any stories or little yeah. exercises you want to take us through to end would be perfect. A little both maybe. But yeah, so just one thing is it's never too late to heal any of this. So again, it is a personal example, but I've used it a lot with many of my clients. Uh, so when my son now is 30, but when he was about 27, so three years ago, I was with a healer friend. And she said, oh, she said, so you had PTSD right after he was born. So, oh, you were probably disassociated and you probably never had a chance to welcome him to your heart. And mm. immediately, you know, like the the light bulb flashed, you know, it's like, really, you know? And so we both knew that I could just, and I just immediately went into it. I just immediately started relaxing and you know, starting to do a little guided imagery, went right back to that moment where he was born. And I welcomed him from my heart. And oh, my God, you can imagine how beautiful that felt. Mm -hmm. And then after I welcomed him, you know, and and told him that I was so sorry, I couldn't do it at the time because I was disassociated. But you know, just how happy I am that he's here. What happened in our relationship, and this happens for a lot of people I've worked with is up until then, I had always had so much anxiety about my son. Is he okay? Will he be okay? Oh God, what's he doing now? My anxiety about my son went down to from like 90% to about 10%. And it was so much more fun for both of us. You know, it, it just really opened our relationship up in ways that never were possible. So, so that, and then also maybe also just saying to mamas, honoring our births, whether they've been traumatic or whether they've been wonderful is so important because when we do give birth, we are in a different state of consciousness. We're in a limbic state of consciousness. And so there's a way we need to come back just like when you've had a really deep yoga or meditation session, there's a way you need to kind of gear shift back and writing it out, especially to someone who really loves you, whether you never send the letter, but just writing the whole thing out, feeling their love for you helps so much to integrate and bring compassion 
to those pieces that need it or celebration and integration of your strengths. So on that note, I'll just uh, thank everybody for you guys, for the beautiful offering you're giving and all these mamas for their courageous journeys. And may we all increase our compassion of ourselves and know healing is completely possible and good for everybody. That is so wonderful, Gina. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on our show and giving your description of this very, I I know from personal experience, powerful uh, form of resource and healing. Hmm. Thanks so much. Thank you, Esther and Sarah. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Gina. We've really enjoyed the conversation today. Yeah, me too. I feel mushy and happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, thank you everyone who's listening. We also want to take a moment to remind you once again to go to fourthtrimesterpodcast.com. Sign up for our newsletter, like us on Facebook, and sponsor us on Patreon. Thank you so much. You can subscribe to this podcast in order to hear more from us. Thank you for listening, everyone, and I hope you'll join us next time on the fourth trimester. The theme music on this podcast was created by Sean Trott. Hear more at soundcloud.com slash Sean Trott. Special thanks to my true loves, my husband Ben, daughter Penelope, and baby girl Evelyn. Don't forget to share the fourth trimester podcast with any new and expecting parents. I'm Sarah Trott. Goodbye for now. Hello again, bicycle man I know you're doing all that you can I wrote the song, simple and true I wrote the song, I'll sing a song for you You got your wheels, you got your gears you ride around town without any fear You got your pedals, you got your brakes You always wear your helmet for safety's sake